0: All right, everyone. So I am here today with Mackenzie. Uh, Her Instagram page is The Wax Room AZ. She is from Arizona. So she has been an esthetician since, well, we'll say high school. So she actually went into aesthetics then, but she did not get her official official license until 2016. She went two times. We'll get into that because that's a story in itself. Um, She had worked at European Wax Center right out of school. So she knew right away that she wanted to wax um, after school or not after school. So after European Wax Center, she then went on to open her own space now that is called The Wax Room. And her logo and what she stands for is something I love. So she is teaching women to feel confident about their bodies and teaching them to love waxing. You're
1: yes. welcome. Hello. Thank you so
0: much for having me. You're welcome. So I already touched base on it, so I feel like we definitely have to talk about it. So you went to aesthetic school twice. And so, I mean, I already know the story, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, tell everyone why you went two times.
1: Yeah. So this is something that I've never really talked about before, just because it's kind of like, you know, you kind of feel like somewhat like guilty or ashamed. I guess you could say that's kind of a strong word of, um not finishing something completely when you started it the first time. So when I was in high school, they had a program where you could go to cosmetology school and get credit for it for your high school credits to graduate. So I decided to do that program um, with school and I finished all the way with the program in school. You actually go in the morning and then you have regular school in the afternoon. So it took two years and I finished the program and then I just... For whatever reason, I was just like, "I'm not doing hair anymore. Like, I don't want to do it." And oh, so- did you go into cosmetology school?
0: Yes, it was. Cosmetology- oh, okay. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't know that. That's super
1: yeah. cool. I had no idea. Yeah, so it was cosmetology school. So there's like a couple things that I still kind of remember about hair, but I just, as soon as I was done, I was like, "I'm not doing head hair." Like head hair grossed me out for some reason. I was like, I don't want to run my fingers through people's hair. And I just didn't take the state board testing after like all being done and like having my kit ready. I don't really remember like what was going through my head then on why I didn't just take the test. That's all I had left to do. So I just kind of let that go. And I ended up in just community college after um, high school and was there for a little bit. And I grew up dancing. So I ended up stopping community college and doing dance things because that was like my biggest passion. So I danced for um, just like an arena football league dance team for a little bit and kind of found my way back into the beauty world and like my love for it. And I found myself back in school, but this time it was for aesthetics um, because I felt that that was more my route that I wanted to go. So... That's what I did. And that was in, I graduated aesthetic school in March, 2016. So there was a good like four years in between that time of finishing cosmetology school and then going back and doing aesthetics. Do
0: you feel like you remembered things like when you went back into aesthetic school although it was cosmetology you went to previously like do you remember when you were going through school being like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah or were you like oh my gosh thank god I did this again cuz I like don't remember any of this
1: 100% thank goodness I went again because I well first of all it was cosmetology school so I think you we only did like 200 hours of skin and I only remember ever like putting hot towels on someone's face. Like I don't ever remember like having to put products on someone's face while I was in cosmetology. You school. probably didn't. <laughs> they yeah, probably, I probably were like didn't. that was fine. I probably like just put a mask on and take it off with like ten hot towels. <laughs> like, um, oh my gosh! So yeah, I'm so happy that I went again, and it was more specific like with the aesthetics and like doing skincare that was like totally up my alley and like way way more for me than hair ever was. So. And
0: I mean, you're kind of doing the opposite. If you think about it, I mean, you started off with cosmetology, wanting to like keep the hair on the head and healthy and rather than now you're like trying to literally take the, like the hair out of the follicle and like
1: damage it. It's so crazy because I'm literally, like I said, I'm so weirded out and grossed out by like head hair. Like when there's head hair on the ground and I'm like sweeping my room, I'm just like, ew, that's so gross. But I can <laughs> pull body hair out of anyone's place of body and like be totally cool with it and be like satisfied that I did that. It's the yeah, like
0: thing. pull up the strip and look at it and be like, Oh, look, I love yes. when I do a nose wax. I always show the client and they're like, Thanks. Oh, and most of them like it, but I'll like occasionally get someone that's like, it's okay. And I'm like, really? Look how crazy it is. Like, I know. That's how I am too. So it's just funny to me that I'm just like, I can't do head hair. Ooh. Yeah. my So my family, actually, my mom, she owns a hair salon. So I'm in Florida. My mom lives in Illinois. She owns a hair salon. So I grew up as like a guinea pig for my mom mm-hmm. and my sister is a hairdresser. So I thought initially I was going to follow like the beauty industry steps in hair mm-hmm. and I would do like my friend's hair here and there in high school, but I royally would mess them up naturally because <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. But I just realized like it just wasn't setting fire for me like i wasn't excited it almost seemed like a drag to do it even though even though i wasn't even in school for it or anything like that but i was like if i already feel this way why would i spend you know twenty thousand dollars to maybe feel this way even after um and so i got into aesthetic unlike anybody in my family and it just fits me so well just like it seems like it fits you so well for aesthetic so it's funny how we transition like in life i don't know and i'm sure I wonder now because you went to you graduated in two thousand and twelve. So I wonder. I'm surprised that they don't offer just aesthetics in high school.
1: They do now. They do. Okay, I was gonna ask that. Yeah, because when I was in school and that program started to become a thing, I want to say I was like the second group of girls or people, I should say, not even just girls, students to go through this program. And it was like, it was a shit show. Let me just tell you. It was <laughs> it's like show. already a shit show. So I could only imagine if it was like new <laughs> and just, a shit show. You're like a bunch of like 16 year olds, like in beauty school. Like it's already like catty enough when you're in an actual adult surrounded by other adults, but like, mm-hmm. just, and it was school, high schools from all over the state. So it was just a crazy group of people. We were like so young and yeah, it was a shit show. But now they have aesthetic programs now too. And I believe they even have like massage therapy now too. Wow. See, that's so cool. It
0: was never offered at my school, but I do know a lot of people that had had it offered. And I feel like... Some people know right off the bat, like when they're in high school and doing hair and some of them still do it from from beyond. But like I was like you. I needed to grow up a little bit. I definitely went to college. I did some stuff and I went to community college as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like if I would have done it back then, I don't know if I would be where I'm at today. So, you know, I like for you to go back to school again, it probably shifted the way you are and being a business person. And maybe you wouldn't have chosen that. You know, we, it's funny. I always say we all end up where we're supposed to be because of like outcomes in our lives. Even yeah. if they, at the time, they seemed like failures. It's just Absolutely. like a cool part of of yeah. this of this industry. Yeah. So for me personally, to you, I feel like I really like how open and how like honest you are about your just overall journey in mm-hmm. like business and whatnot. And I always really like appreciate how you share with people like what you love, what you've bought, what worked for you, what system mm-hmm. you use. I mean, you really break it down for the average esthetician or before, you know, to people that are following you who don't own their business but maybe want to. And I feel like that you don't get many people like that because sometimes people feel like, okay, I did all the work. So I want you to do all of the work. So where did you find like your information from when you were opening your own business and like ordering all of your supplies? Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like that kind of part of the business. So I've been in business, for those of you who don't know, just barely over a year. And for me, it really took off my business, it really did take off. And so the first like three months, I always kind of say we're kind of like a blur because I was just so like head down, focused, hustling to get clients in my door, bust out social media content and that sort of thing that I just, I think I just went straight to Amazon, honestly, for supplies. Like when it comes down to like sticks and table paper and a table in general, that sort of thing, because Amazon typically usually has like the stigma of being like less expensive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that is why I kind of geared towards that direction because it's like, okay, I just opened my business. I don't want to be spending a crazy amount of money on tons of supplies or whatever it is. So yeah. Yeah. Did you
0: have like anybody that you looked upon like ordering stuff? Like, did you follow anybody that like helped you? Or did you use like the, you know, the broad google.com? Like, how did you find or work? Because for all of you guys that don't know, she went out of school and she went to European Wax Center. She worked there for two and a half years and then she opened her business a year ago. So when you were at European, like, were you just kind of writing down what you were using at European and and not like the product necessarily, you know, but like what you need in a spot? Yeah. Wax yeah, out.
1: yeah. Thanks for like, yeah, helping me clarify that a little it's bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. Since I did work for European Wax and I did kind of have a sense of like, what are the supplies and products that I use? day in and day out, kind of noted that like in my brain, it's not a lot of stuff to be honest. Like it's not a lot of product when you are waxing or supplies, I should say. And I think I definitely did just go to like straight Google to find supplies. I didn't even find out about like spa I know. Yeah. That's you know, a like one. probably six months ago, but even then it's like once I took Once I did find out about that site, I took the stuff that I was ordering from Amazon, compared the two, and Amazon was still less expensive.
0: Okay. So you would say to like the beginner, Amazon.
1: Amazon. You can find bulk, large wax sticks, the tongue depressors um, on there. You can find the small like eyebrow waxing sticks on there. You can literally find everything. The table paper. If you use table paper for your bed when you wax, um, I find it on there. Mascara wands, just little things here and there. But yeah, I pretty much do all my ordering on Amazon. And I think a lot of people are shocked by that when I tell them that that's where I order my supplies from. But that's where I found like the most bang for my dollar basically. Well, and what's like really cool
0: also is that you have created a place for people to, you know, that do follow you to go to. So mm-hmm. she's has uh, Amazon, you know, what is like that platform called? Like how they started yeah. doing that. And I think it's so cool for exactly this reason.
1: Yeah, exactly. For literally exactly this reason. I started getting so many messages and comments about like, where do you buy your tongue depressors or where do you buy your sticks? Where can I find that that you're using, whatever it is, if it's an iPad stand or um, the ring light or whatever. And I would post here and there just like screenshots of what it is that I'd be buying. But I'm like, what can I do to like make this a better and easier like thing for these people that keep asking me these questions that I can direct them to and they can literally purchase it right away. And that is Amazon Affiliate is what it's called. And it's basically like an Amazon influencer type page for those types of people. And it's like a storefront, basically. It's like a, you create like a website within Amazon and you just link your, like the products you want to be shown on there. Yeah. Um, So I have, um, right now I have a section for wax supplies and then I have another section for, um, like sweet decor, like decorations and stuff that are like some of the things that I've gotten for my suite or that look like some of the things that I've gotten elsewhere and they're less expensive, that sort of thing. Um, so that it's like kind of a one-stop shop for those people that don't really know where to turn to, you can just go to my Amazon shop and you will find it there. And I feel like it's like, okay, once you've reached the top
0: of ownership in terms of like figuring out where you got your supplies and whatnot, it's like, it seems so easy looking in, but really people have to like understand that if you're opening your own business, like that is such a time consuming thing when you're doing all of this research, trying to find the best sticks. And of course you're trying to get your cost down. And so the fact that you are able to guide people on an Amazon, Amazon shop and just like the amount of easiness that you've made it for people when they message you and you're like here here's my Amazon and they can literally be like okay this is what she does and and yeah. this is what she loves and and um I know you're really good about like ordering kind of new trendy stuff which is really cool so like what do you think in the last like 3 months what is something that you've bought for your waxing studio that you just like cannot live without that you didn't know about prior maybe when you were working at like European Wax Center
1: mhm Ooh, that's a good question.
0: Yeah. Feel free to think about it. Let me
1: think about that
0: one. Like I saw on your, um, I saw you had like the silicone little yeah.
1: toppers. Okay, I haven't tried that yet. Uh-huh. Which is why I haven't said anything because yeah, with, you don't know. once I like got it, it was like we were on lockdown. So I haven't really had a chance to try it. So I had purchased a silicone Tupperware like lid. That you would put like over hot food and if you don't know like if you get wax on silicone it peels right off and so i got this like lid in place of my like regular wax lid in hopes of like something a little bit less to clean but i just haven't had a chance to try it yet because of <laughs> quarantine i know so i don't know how amazing it is yet but that is on my shop anyways just if anyone wants to try it out too i will say this isn't quite waxing related it kind of is because it's in my suite, but I got the a $10 iPad wall mount and they're just like two little brackets and people go crazy over that thing. They're like, what's holding your iPad up? Because I like to use an iPad for like my scheduling and mm-hmm. my like, checking out process. And I could not live without that thing. And I'm just like... That and looks- I would never think of that
0: ever, but I'm sure if I like saw it, I'd be like, oh... That's yeah, super smart. Like, what, what is
1: Every that? people see my iPad on the wall, they're like, oh my gosh, how is that holding up on there? Like, I need that. And so that's something that's on my Amazon shop as well, you know? So let's say
0: that you have somebody that comes to you and they're like, Mackenzie, I'm starting out on my own. Like, I have to break through. What is like the three items or what is not even the three items? Like, what are the top things that you just had to have first in order to start your waxing studio and let's, let's not count, obviously the wax, the studio Mm -hmm. and like the main equipment, right? So like a bed. So like, what are some things that you, what were like some of the things that were top on your list?
1: A seating area. So even though you're in a small suite, I think my suite is 10 by 10 or 12 by 12. So it's a small room. Still having a space for people to sit or set their things down, I think is really important and inviting too. There's nothing worse than walking into a room and like with your stuff and being like, "Uh, uh where do I put this kind of like sort of thing. I wouldn't even have thought of that. So
0: I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't think of that.
1: Yeah, I don't know why that was just something that I like wanted and like, I wanted it to be clear. Like you set your things over here and my space is on this side of the table. And I'm sure some people can relate with like, if you've worked at a waxing center or something, it's like people like end up walking, like where you're standing to like get on the table. And it's like this awkward thing because you're like shoving yourself against the like wax pot so that they can get on the table or they just, you know, it's not a clear like flow of the room. So that was like one thing that I was like really wanted to be important. So mm-hmm. I was like, think about that.
0: Did they have those at European Wax Center, an area for you to sit?
1: Yeah, they do like inside okay. the room, but it's it's like a tiny little like tan stool. Like you wouldn't even know that it's there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I always to point it out to my clients, like go that way and set yeah. yourself in that way because then, and then they would like walk around and like still get on the table, like where I'm standing if you guys are listening, you know that you probably understand that that makes sense, but it does. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> Definitely think about like a little seating area, even if it's just like a bench or something and think about your station. So you have your table, right? Your bed and like, where's your station going to be? And like, pretend to wax for a second and be like, okay, like the wax pot makes more sense over here, or I need a taller, taller counter for me, or I'm going to need some shelves or whatever it is. So that would be one thing too, that I think probably some people don't always think about. It's okay if you don't have it set up exactly how you think you might have it, because you'll probably end up moving that sort of thing around as you start like getting busier and taking more clients. Yeah, and it's all like trial and
0: error too. It's like I and especially like getting into your room and getting like your really obvious essentials set up. But yeah, acting like you're waxing because I mean, what if your bed is too low? You don't yeah. want to find that out when your client gets there and be like, holy crap, I can't like do a Brazilian either up high or up low. So like getting your I mean, whether you have to get like bed stances for underneath your like legs and things like that, it's definitely mm-hmm. really smart to to practice where your aesthetics lie in your room that works for you.
1: Yep. And then another thing is make sure you have a sign for your door. So have your logo or your business name on your door and get that right away. You can get that sort of thing printed off of like Etsy or that sort of thing. Oh yeah.
0: Do you, do you usually go to Etsy for all of like your, cause you do, you do stickers and you do t-shirts and that's super cool too. And is mm-hmm. that somewhere you go to the same place or do you just shop around?
1: I'm kind of lucky because my sister is a very crafty person. She has what's called a Cricut machine that prints out like and cuts out the vinyl, like the stickers and stuff that you would find on Etsy. So I have, I have her thankfully that she just makes my signs and puts them on the door. Sometimes she'll make me so cool. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) does she Um, sell them? She doesn't. No, she just does it for fun. She's done a few other people. Like, um, people know, like in my building, like if they need like a sign for their door, they just come to me and she just does it for fun. She doesn't want to charge money because then it kind of takes the fun out of it for her. (laughs) So, um, I guess I'm kind of lucky in that way that I have her for that, but Etsy is really cool to find like different unique things, like little type of knickknacky things that you can put on your shelves or on your table, um, in your suite. Yeah, no, uh, your suite's so cute too.
0: And like she said earlier, if you guys like want to look at it, of course, look at her Instagram, but also her Amazon shop, she literally has a lot of her decor on there. And mm-hmm. so that's super cool too. Um, what are, what are some items that like are must to order in bulk? Like, have you ever gotten in a situation where you first started out where you were waxing somebody and you're like, shit, I don't have any more of these. So whole, like lesson learned, I'm now <laughs> ordering all of this in some major bulk.
1: Oh yeah, that would be wax. I had, at the beginning I was ordering, so I order my wax with star pill wax and the wax that I use with them comes with, I think they're like 2.5 pound smaller boxes inside a bigger box. And inside the bigger box, there's 14 of those little boxes. And at the beginning I was ordering only one of those a week. So I was pretty much like using that whole thing for the week because I wasn't as busy then. And then like, praying that my box comes on Monday for the next week. And I had a situation where, um, I had a client come in. She was on my books for a lot of cer- a lot of body services. She was also my last client of the day and she wanted to add on her stomach, her full stomach. And I legit and like, I can't. <laughs> I literally said, I'm so sorry. This is so embarrassing, but I can't add on your full stomach because I don't have any more wax. And I was like, tipping my pot over and like scraping wax out already when she asked so it was
0: yeah i've been that's there that's such a feeling too when you're like getting to the end even if like i mean even if you have the wax just the fact that it's not warm yet and like you
1: like are getting to the bottom and you're like oh my god let's like get this <laughs> yeah. like- that was like such an intense moment for me i was sweating i was like oh my gosh like this doesn't look good i'm running out of wax and so that's one thing that i like order is wax and sticks those are like the two main things it's like you do not want to run out of those two things ever at all so just order two just yeah. Cause two, you're going like, to use it
0: anyway. You know, yeah. those are two things that are not going to be sitting in the corner. Like, look, you know, you're staring at it. Like, why did I order this? Of course I'm yeah, actually like, don't gonna, work it, anymore. Yeah. yeah. And even if you don't work anymore, it's like, you'll use it on your own body. Like those are yeah. all going to work forever. Mm-hmm. And that like leads me to this question. So have you, have you ordered something thinking that this was just the best idea ever? I have to order so many of these and then it just did not work out. And now they're like, it's just sitting there. Or were you pretty good about your ordering?
1: I was pretty good because I kind of was being skimpy at the Mm -hmm. beginning. And I think that's why, because I was like too afraid to order bulk. And this was like a conversation that I did have with my account manager with StartPill. And because it's like, usually the more you buy, the more you save. And I just like couldn't get myself to like spend like $1,200 on like wax. Like I just couldn't do it. I was like, that's so much money. Like, I don't know. Like, and then I'm going to have to buy like four of those. And then it's like $2,500. And I'm just like that. I think that's probably why I haven't had a situation like that is because I was so skimpy at the beginning. Yeah. Well, Um, it's scary starting off a business. (laughs) Yeah. I, it's like when people start off, you
0: know, business wise, some people don't realize how much it takes in the beginning and it seems scary, but yeah, it's like, don't overdo it for sure. But also like you said, Star Pill has a great like account management system where they will like help and guide you. And I'm sure,
1: do
0: do you feel like if you were to tell them, Hey, I usually see around this many people a day, this is like what I do normally. Like, do you think that they would be great about being like, okay, well, you're probably going to need X amount.
1: Oh yeah. And they do. Yeah. And they do. Obviously with like Amazon, it's not going to be something like that. So with Amazon and stuff like that, I mean, you, if you do happen to over order of something that you ended up not liking, you can probably usually end up reselling it to like another SD friend or something like that. But also if there's ever a chance where you can buy just one of one thing, if it's something new to try, like do that first Mm -hmm. Um, or you go bulk and go crazy. But yeah.
0: How did you get started with Star Pill? Like, where, did you do like a sample thing or did you hear really good reviews and just dive in?
1: Yeah, basically, I'm sure you guys know Liz Lugo, Browse by Liz. So I was following her since my European Wax days and she was using the Star Pill Star Hard Wax and just basically raving about it. And um, she had also come from European Wax Center. So I just basically trusted her <laughs> without even having like met her, but I was trusting her and her word so much on this wax that I was like, this is the wax that I got to use. It also fit the direction that I wanted to go with my business, with the fact that it's got no colorants, no perfumes. um, It's hypoallergenic. There's like basically nothing in it that's not needed or doesn't benefit the wax. And I feel like a lot of people are going that more like natural organic route. And that is something that I wanted to do with my business. So that also was a very big factor into it. And I didn't even get samples of it. I just ordered some and just was practicing and using it and playing with it on myself, on my sister before I was like, I was pretty much sold on it before I started using it. But after I did start using it, I was like, this is definitely what I'm going to be using.
0: Yeah. Like your ride or die. So when you started using star pill, was it, I mean, was your experience with it just so much better than European wax centers or did you feel like it was pretty comparable? I mean, what was like, what is your results with them?
1: It's so I always get weird about this topic because Mm -hmm. some people are very passionate about like European wax centers, wax and like finding they're so committed to finding like the exact replica of that wax. But if you really sit down and think about it, European Wax Center has been in business for like what, 13, 15 years. Their wax formula has not changed. It hasn't changed. And so that to me says a lot because it's like all these other companies are coming out here and they're like we're going to make something even better. Absolutely. You know. And so I think that's really important that if you are coming from that direction that you're trying other waxes, not just to find the exact replica of European Wax Center Wax, but find something better. And that's what StarSoft Hard Wax was for me. It's totally better. I have had clients be like, it's obviously waxing is painful, but they're like, I can definitely tell the difference in how much like creamier, velvety it is on the skin. It's not as hot. I have not had one person tell me that the wax is hot and it's just, it's nicer. They feel like they have better results and that sort of thing. So look for something better, you know? And
0: there's so many waxes like out there. And I feel like at the end of the day, there's really no right and wrong, right? It's just figure out what you like, figure out what's good for yeah. you and your business and what like aligns with what you want to give to somebody yeah. and like go with that. Star Pill has really great wax. I hear like, I mean, I, I oh my gosh, I can't stop hearing about mermaid wax. I feel like I that know. is like such an up and coming brand. I'm like this girl, she, I mean, she, she, she seems like such a great person. I actually follow her like group forum and and it's yeah. like crazy, but Star Pill has such a strong name. It's it's mm-hmm. cool because they have a bunch of different waxes. So it really is tailored to who you are as a waxer. And I like that about them.
1: And there's, there's going to be something better than what I'm using for sure. And even if it's tomorrow or 10 years from now, there mm-hmm. will be something. And we will have to make adjustments. I think it's always important that you stay like kind of like two steps ahead of everyone, you know, and kind of get into that next better thing before anyone else kind of does. But yeah, the whole mermaid wax is kind of crazy and I definitely want to try it. I know
0: I do too. I haven't tried it yet either.
1: But one of the things that I love about Starpill, and I think you should look for this in any brand, whether it's Mm -hmm. like a product you're going to retail or whatever, is how involved the company is with you and your own business, and that's one thing that I love about Sarpil is that they are so involved like they genuinely get to know who their customers are they are active on your Instagram pages, you're active on theirs, like you get to know them. Like it's really crazy. And I love that they're just so involved and they send out so much information that they don't have to do. Like they have their own blog and they talk about like how to like keep clients or just those kind of things. And I just think that that's really amazing that they go above and beyond in that way. And I think that's awesome and something to look for in a company as well. Yeah. And to like, kind of
0: speak on what you just said about finding like you, their products or or waxes. Oh, it's, you're totally fine. No, I didn't. And it's totally fine. (laughs) That's okay. But what you said about company wise, like, like, and see now my dog is downstairs barking. That will definitely come through this microphone. Like for the love of God, it like catches me like smacking my lips. It's just so it's obnoxious. (laughs) So what you were saying about the company values and stuff like that. So obviously with it, when it comes to waxing, not only are we, you know, our main focus is our wax, right? But Mm -hmm. then our next focus goes to um, products. So what we do and encourage people to do at home in Mm -hmm. order to keep their wax as best as possible. Because how I tell my clients, I'm sure you do the same. You guys see me once a month, but you guys are at home and you see yourselves 28, 29, 30 days out of the month that I don't. So what products do you recommend for those who are starting out and let's say they don't really know much about this side of things. And let's say maybe they're on doing what you're doing, right? You're, you started a solo entrepreneur. So you don't work for a company, you work for yourself. Like, is there any companies that you stand behind that have really helped you and something you love?
1: Yeah, I think at least for me, like one of the biggest things of transitioning into working for myself was finding those like aftercare at-home products for my clients because coming from a place like a wax center, they have like 10 products, like a bunch of stuff. You're constantly selling it to them. So that was one of the hardest things for me was to find a company that was specific to waxing or hair removal that made products for those people. You know what Ooh, I mean? I have a, I'm going
0: to have a question within a question. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the European Wax Center Ingrown Serum? Did you like it?
1: I didn't use the serum. Okay. I used their ingrown wipes.
0: Ah, and I've never I tried d- those.
1: I definitely think those were like a game changer for me and my clients when I was working there. But see, I now, like in place of that for my own business, I like to use Skin Scripts Clarifying Toner Pads, and those are even better than the ingrown wipes.
0: Yeah, I have skin, I I've used Skin Scripts clarifying toner and it's really really awesome. I did never work for European Wax Center, but I was a client for European Wax Center for a moment when I was like 18 and I bought the serum and it kind of feels like silicone. Like it it's like almost I don't know, I feel like it's like a film of just eh, you know, I don't know. I've always like asked people how they feel about it, but I had no idea they had more to offer than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, their serum kind of sits on top of the skin, I feel like. But instead of that, I have found and have really loved the Fur You brand. F-U-R-Y-O-U. They are also women-owned. They were just recently on Shark Tank. So you could YouTube their... I love Shark Tank. (laughs) YouTube their segment on Shark Tank and kind of learn more about their brand that way. But they're two um, women very passionate about body hair, whether you remove it or you don't remove it. And I love that. The oils that they've created are just amazing they actually sink into the skin um and kind of work from the inside out which is really amazing and they help with ingrown hairs would you recommend somebody who's getting really bad ingrown hairs the
0: fur or would you rather probably do the skin script clarifying or would you do both
1: you could do both yeah Um, okay depending on the situation for more of like that cystic type ingrown hairs that like really inflamed depending on the type of skin that they have If they can take it, then I would do the clarifying toner pads and then just do the regular fur oil on top of that to kind of help soothe it. But for someone who's just starting out and opening their business, I think a really great brand to start with, if you just want to just kind of like get your feet wet when it comes to product, is going to be the Zandy K products because they have again two girls one was a waxer and one was a client of this person and they came together and they made the deck scrub and the polish which is like a lotion anti-inflamm- anti-inflammatory type cream they're really inexpensive to carry and to have on hand and they're really amazing products so i actually carry both of them and the you
0: yeah. Okay. I like. I've never heard of that brand, but I actually love that it came from a waxer and a client. Out of all stories, how random! Like, imagine that conversation turned into business. Yeah,
1: literally. That's that literally happened awesome. for them.
0: Are they in the West Coast? I Do you know where say, they're located?
1: No. Oh my
0: gosh, I don't know where they're located. Yeah, I wonder because I've never heard of them anymore or at all. So it's making me wonder if they're from your side of, of I the. I
1: they're actually on the. I could be way wrong. Weird. Let's look it up. Years. I know they're on one of the coasts. I feel like, like in my heart, I feel like they're on one of the coasts, but I could be wrong.
0: No, no. We're going to find out. This is why we have this Google.com.
1: But they're really inexpensive and they're really great products. And I just love the story behind it too. Like, it yeah. Oh, cute website. Started. We're literally designed by a waxer for clients that wax. And it just is a really easy transition. I feel like.
0: Um. They are. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Dang it. I hate when websites are like, find me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's okay. I'll get, I'll add it in my, my beginning. Um. That's really, really cool though. I, I like, like that a lot. Yeah. So you went from, to kind of change up the the subject a little bit. So you went from school to European wax center to opening your own. So something that I see all the time, and I I obviously have a very strong opinion about this, but I'm always curious to see like other estheticians opinions, especially those who are in their own business. So I see a lot of estheticians thinking, okay, I graduated certificate. I'm opening my own place. Like it's done. It's registered. Like I'm going no direction, but that. How do you feel about that? Because I feel a certain way. I know a lot. lot of people feel a certain way, but I mean every, you know, like now that you know the ins and outs of starting your business, what would you say to somebody that's like, I'm going on my own?
1: I feel like that's such like a touchy subject because I never want to offend the person that is in school or about to graduate that's like, I'm doing it. I'm going. Because they could be the exception to the rule for all we know. And Mm -hmm. you won't know that you are unless you try it. I do think though that You just get so much more practice if you work for someone else first, you know, like you don't have to work as hard because they're typically bringing you your clients. So that's kind of one less stressful thing that you have to worry about right out of school. But it just gives you a chance to practice all of your skills, like repetition in this world is everything <laughs> everything yeah. everything i tell people
0: all the time i'm like if you don't if you don't put in the work in this industry mm-hmm. i i mean we've all fucked up in the beginning yeah. we've all done it and that's mm-hmm. always why i get scared for people that go on their own because i'm like I want you to want to do what you want, but at the same time, like, it's like when you work for somebody else in the beginning, it's just so much more relaxing in your mind because let's say you royally fuck somebody up. Well, that's not really on you. It is because you're the technician, but at the same time, it doesn't reflect on your personal brand. It's on another person's brand. And if you can learn your techniques underneath another person's liability, it's like you, it's the best thing you can do for yourself. And also, which goes into like my next topic with you, you can work for somebody and be like, okay, I love the way they do this. I love the way they do this, but I hate this and I will not be doing this. And when you don't have that guidance to look on, like you don't really know what kind of business you're running in a sense.
1: Yeah. I think that's 100% accurate. Also, it's like when you are working for another person or franchise or just a standalone spa that maybe has some employees, you have a built in support system there to kind of help build your confidence um, and your self esteem when it comes to practicing those skills, you know. And you have people to go to if a question comes up or there's something that you're not really sure how to handle, you are able to kind of pick their brain who are literally there, you know. And when you go, I just can't imagine how lonely it could be going straight from school and opening up your own business. Yeah. You want to build a community of your like boxing friends. Yeah. And having to deal with that. Like I said, there are some people that are the exception to that rule and, and can make it. But I just, for me personally and my self, like that was not my journey and just reflecting on my business and stuff, there's, no way i would be where i am today if i did this right, at, right out of school there's no way
0: yep i feel i feel the same mm-hmm.
1: i had a story
0: i talked about it in my um last podcast episode and i like mess somebody up so poorly with wax, like it was just not a fun situation. And it definitely like tail between the legs for like the next 24 hours type of thing. But if I did not have my coworker to come into the room and literally save me, like I could not have gotten out of that myself because I had no idea how to get out of it. So in situations like that, especially with wax, especially because what we're doing is not relaxing. I mean, it's painful and it's great instant gratification service, which is why I love doing it. It's why a lot of waxers love to do this because it is, you know, people leave happy right away. But it's like if you mess up, it is not something that they will not notice. I mean, it's painful. And so like I had a scenario where I literally could not get the wax off this lady if like my heart, if my life depended on it. And... I needed my coworker. And so I like imagine all the time, if I had done that with no help or nothing, I mean, she would have literally left with wax on her because now I've learned just soak it off. But like at the time I, that, that was not an option I knew of. Right. Yeah. So for a waxer who is wanting to go on their own, right. They have supplies, they have, um, all their stuff but they're still being like cautious of money, which is understandable. Would you say that getting an inventory system is still necessary? Or do you think there's ways around it? Like what's something you did in the beginning? Did you automatically have an inventory system so that you could see where your products were cost-wise?
1: No, I actually... So the way my products are displayed, they're actually behind me. So if you... So I have my like table. And then behind me is my like workstation. And then I have a series of shelves above me. And that's where I have all of my product that I like sell to my clients. So because it was behind me, I didn't really count it or keep track of it.
0: Um, it's okay. It's- You're allowed to have all the problems in the world and behind you. Like I, I have like dogs barking, like with my <laughs> people. And I think it's funny. I love it. I on the other hand, right. it's my show. So I'm like quiet. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: Anti, auntie. Probably wants me to go jump
0: on the trampoline with it because he knows. I love that. Tell him we're really close. I'm down
1: to like one question. (laughs) So what were we talking about? Inventory. Inventory. Yeah. Yes. So I wasn't really counting it to begin with because I felt like it's behind me. And like, if I'm not in my room, I shut the door and lock it. So I wasn't worried about like a stealing situation or anything like that. But I have most recently, probably the last like six months, been keeping track of it so that I can keep my shelves full. Mm -hmm. Um, And it tells me like when I'm running low. So when I'm running low, I know like I need to order. Because I don't want to be like out of something, you know? especially when my clients have already been using it and they need a refill. It's like the worst thing is like, yeah, I need to um, refill my ingrown concentrate. And like, I don't have any more.
0: Right. Because they automatically, I mean, we like wish that they wouldn't and maybe hope that they don't, but it's like, if they want something, they'll go look online and try to probably find something that's not for them anyway. Mm -hmm. And then they end up spending money on a product that is, is not necessary.
1: Yeah. So I think like, go for it and start counting and doing it from the beginning because then it's just, we'll make it easier down the road.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we're wrapping up this thing. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for for coming on. We, we've we done a live together and it just, it, it seemed like such a fit to do a podcast with you just because I feel like it, it seemed like we had met you know, a million times before we actually had never met before. So I knew it was going to be an easy, easy ask for you. But also, is there anything that you want to tell anyone who's maybe on the fence about wanting to open their own waxing studio?
1: Yeah, so this is something that people always ask, like, do you have any advice? And I say the same advice every single time. And it's not anything like major. But the biggest, biggest thing is, if you do decide to make that jump and leap, Obviously you need to look at like your own situation. Is this something you can afford or not afford or what could you do? But when you do decide to make that leap, it's, you need to set small goals for yourself every single day. You're like, okay, I need to get three clients in my door today. How am I going to do that? What am I going to do? That sort of thing. So that was a goal I set for myself at the beginning. And that really helped me kind of like stay motivated and in the game, if you will. So setting small goals for yourself, just daily things like that. Also just staying positive. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not just going to quit your job at European Wax Center where you saw 20 people a day to seeing 20 people a day at your own business, it's not going to be like that. It's you're going to see probably three people at first.
0: Oh yeah. And I, I actually saw this girl, she worked at European wax center and she's put in a forum. She said, Hey guys, how, how much can I expect people to follow me? Like, what do you, what has been your rate of follow? And one of one person said something that really just, I think made so much sense. And she's like, you should always go on your own expecting zero people to follow you.
1: I was just going to say that mm-hmm. expecting zero people to follow you. You cannot rely on those people because also if, they, if you did have a small amount or a large amount of people, quote unquote, like follow you or have your information and know that you can go, they can go to you somewhere else now, it's probably not going to work for them. Like maybe they drive out to you a couple times and then they're like, this is way too far. I'm not going to come back. That sort of thing. So do not rely on them at all. 100%. You need to go into it with a mindset of like, you're literally starting from the ground up. Don't rely on those people at all because that'll just disappoint you, you know, and not make you feel good. Especially if those were clients that you really loved. So yeah, going into it with zero expectation of current clients following you and setting small daily goals for yourself and ultimately staying positive. It's not going to happen overnight. That is something I literally told myself every single day, every single day. It's okay, Mackenzie, like just take a deep breath. You don't need to stress right now. Like it's not going to happen overnight. Just get three people on the door. How can I do that?
0: That's That's such good advice, honestly, because you, you look this stuff up and you ask people and, and they'll, you know, be like, Oh, just do it. And, and you'll get there. And like, you get such like broad advice. And so like actually sitting down and, and being like, how am I going to get three clients in the door today? Seems like you're being very simple, but you're actually not at all. That's such good advice. And if somebody can go into work, even not being a business owner, if you can just go into work and say, how is today going to get better? How are my books going to see three more people today. It is like, it, you know, especially in this industry, waxing is a money maker. So if three more people is as a big deal, you know, even regardless if you're owning your own business or not. So setting those goals, I think can go for each, you know, anybody, whoever you are.
1: And to be honest, that sort of like mindset or realization of that type of thought process that I needed to have stemmed from the things I learned at European Wax Center when it came to like, okay, like my manager being like, okay, I want you to add on three inner thighs today. That sort of thing. And so that's another thing going back to like, should you work for something, someone else first before going out onto your own? That's something that I would have not have probably come to realize or know had I not had that prior knowledge or information to kind of like twist it around and make it for the position that I'm in now.
0: Yeah, and it literally makes you be able to teach people how to confidently get waxed
1: mm-hmm. and get waxed
0: in places that they might not have signed up for in the beginning. And yeah. so it's like if, it's like those little add-ons and sell-ons that can make all the difference and you can literally change somebody's, you know, live and hair. I mean, I know that sounds so like yeah. crazy to think you can change someone's yeah. life, but you really can. I'm like, people think You're like... Good that these waxes are way more intimate or scary than they are. And if you can just like know how to speak to somebody and know how to talk somebody into a wax that you already kind of can feel that, that, that they're curious about, it's mm-hmm. like a win-win. You get money, they get a good waxing service, and they realize the benefits of waxing. I mean...
1: You're just like literally boosting their confidence even though you're doing like a Brazilian or whatever. It's such a vulnerable thing to do. But... I love giving it to my clients. I'm just like, "You did it. You made it through. Like you conquered this mountain that could be for some people, you know? Yes. Just that like built up anxiety and nerves. It's like they're finally doing something that makes them uncomfortable and it's so good to like watch people and build people up to literally watch them step outside their comfort zone and literally like like succeed in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that that's so cool for those people. I just love that so much. I never ever to how I like approach a Brazilian.
0: I'm always like, okay, so obviously like I'm so real upfront with people. I'm like, this is going to suck so bad, but I want to challenge you to come to me next time because you will be blown away by the difference. And like my whole goal is actually not the first appointment. My goal is reaching to that second appointment because once I can get them in for that second appointment, they're Mm -hmm. always like, oh wow. But it's like, I feel like the information that's given to people when they go somewhere else, you know, maybe it's another Waxer, it's just not there, and so they think that it's going to hurt that many that time. Like they think it's going to be comparable to mm-hmm. the first time every time. But it's all about like education, and I think that you do a really good job of educating your clients, especially on Instagram. And I think you do a go- good job of in, of educating like waxers, which is obviously why I brought you on the show. So yeah. for everyone, um, again, she is at the wax room az and she has her amazon shop so it's amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash the wax room (laughs) az I like wow it's a weird when it's like not your own handle and you're like "Eh, "Eh, eh, eh."
1: (laughs) yes this was so fun thank you so much for having me yeah I just love this community so much me too just to like make someone else's life easier to get started in their own business. Like I'm here for it because it's freaking hard. And yeah, there's not a lot of like that type of information out there. Like honey, but guess what? There will be, we're coming. I'm
0: like, we're coming (laughs) 2020 everyone.
1: (laughs) That's awesome.
0: All right. Bye guys. Thank you so much.